Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts carol g juan gabriel christina aguilera what do these three have in common you mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight, 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 2 of the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Raiders and the Saints, 24-17, just under 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, Vegas getting the go-ahead touchdown early in the third quarter. Waller catching the third touchdown pass of the evening from Derek Carr, uh, and that's been it. Uh, so the Raiders with the football, trying to hold on here, up by a touchdown, over the Saints, still a lot of time left, just under 10 minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Uh, we have Jason Lock and Four coming up in a few minutes. We'll talk about how awful the Jets are and how embarrassing they've been <laughs> because I have to lean into it now, Mike. I, I, I got to embrace it because it, it, it's clear. There's, you know, 50, 50 feet of crap, and then there's the Jets. They're the worst team in the NFL, bar none. We're embarrassing. We're everything. It's like I'm getting drunk on the show tonight talking about how bad the Jets are. 
That's okay. You got sometimes you got to let it out. This is your therapy. Yeah. Uh, iHeartRadio app, SiriusXM, mm-hmm. Channel 83, the mm-hmm. 400 plus affiliates nationwide, FoxSportsRadio.com, and as always, the little voice in your head. This is your opportunity to speak to the masses and really talk it out as if you were laying down on the couch and we're all your therapists. <laughs> now there will be some that will laugh at you. There will be some that will point to the failures of their own teams inexplicably blowing leads or failing to get off the proverbial bus. But no, the Jets are in a world of suck themselves. I mean, forget about tank for Trevor. It's just embrace the suck 2020. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hey, you want an early candidate for a tweet of the night? Hit me. Okay, this from Amy. Uh, that, Hi, sends in, that sends in a tweet saying, Jason, as much as it hurts you, I wish I could be a fly on the wall at my ex-boyfriend's dump so I could watch his man-baby meltdowns about the Jets being so bad. That's hot. <laughs> Vindictive so, and evil, but hot. Yeah, it's good she's let that relationship go. So no, exactly. you know, she's able to move on. Wait, I'm, I'm clearly, on. she has moved on to greater <laughs> planes. Congratulations. That's that's fantastic. Oh, boy, I could write a book on moving on past the Jets. Uh, now, we got to get to the two biggest plays of week two from the National Football League. We talked a little about Cam Newton a few minutes ago and how well he played last night against the Seahawks. But the Seahawks hold on to win because on the final play from regulation, the Patriots are a yard and a half away from the end zone and the Seahawks defense comes up big and this is the result. Left side, Newton's going to run the ball. He gets hit, he flipped up in the air. He doesn't get there. Clock ticks down. It's all zeros. What a play by the Seahawks defense. They throw their helmets. They are going nuts on the field. Cam Newton. The first time tonight, I believe they've stopped him dead in his tracks, and I believe it was Bobby Wagner who got there to do it. What an end to what a game. The Seahawks win 35-30 to over the Patriots. Wow. A Seahawks radio network on the call, and I'll be the first to tell you, Mike, I was really surprised and disappointed by that final play. Because going in, I tweeted this out before the play happened. I said, oh, my God, the Patriots are going to win this game because you know what they're going to do. And all the jokes about the Patriots on the one-yard line and the the Seahawks running the football, all those fun stuff. But I said to myself, they're going to win this game so easily because the entire world is expecting a Cam Newton draw, some kind of Cam Newton run play. He's done it all night. And the Seahawks defense, so overaggressive as it is, is going to sell out to stop it. And there's going to be a tight end or a wide receiver who's going to fake a block and, and be wide open in the back of the end zone. And Newton's just going to lob the touchdown pass. I mean, that's the play call. That's been the Patriots play call for years. When you think I'm going to zig, we're going to zag. And I said, that's the play. That's the play. It's going to look like a draw. It's going to draw everybody into the box. And there's going to be somebody just sitting, whether it's Edelman, tight end, whatever it was. Somebody's going to be wide open because Jamal Adams is going to decide, I'm going to run past you to get to the quarterback. And that's how the game is going to end. I was stunned that this was the play call. We're going to straight run Cam Newton to the left, and he doesn't even make it back to the line of scrimmage. I, I was so surprised at that because I said, this is not how the Patriots call games. That was such a predictable yeah. play from New England. And, I, I, I mean, they, they, they played – unless Bill Belichick's got a long game going on, he's thinking, okay, we're going to play in the Super Bowl again, and they're going to think this play is happening, and, and we're going to give them a different play then, unless <laughs> it's a really long play. But I didn't understand it because that's so anti what the Patriots do. Yeah, I, I had two thoughts on what the play was going to be, uh, especially the way they, they lined up. 
One, like you said, would be a tight end kind of popping free, figuring you'd have like the little jump pass to Izzo in the back of the end zone after you faked power into the left side. Or that it would be a naked bootleg. Again, fake power to the left side, and then just it's the sprint and Cam Newton's running ability. Because what had he done all night? except for the two-point conversion, uh, where, I mean, it was just great success. They couldn't stop him. The other was just an observation of when he dove, right, when he went to the air. I thought to myself, does he see the yellow line? And he thinks that's the goal line. <laughs> like, there was just this moment, it's like, because he's, he's nowhere near the end zone. Is he going to body surf? Is he got this calculated? There's going to be enough bodies that he's going to roll? It was just a curious, uh, curious attempt. But... Uh, a thriller, nonetheless. Well, that was one hell of a game, uh, and Russell Wilson up to the task. Uh, the great words he had for his former Wisconsin teammate James White—just a horrible situation over the weekend. Oh, man. But I mean, that was a game when we talk about all the horrible things that we saw early in the day. It was injury after injury, and if you pause to go to the bathroom, make yourself a sandwich, maybe a second sandwich, a cup of coffee, a beer from the cooler, whatever you came back and there were another four injuries. That night game gave you everything you could have wanted and more in terms of excitement, uh, entertainment, and great performances. So uh, I, I applaud them, uh, even if they couldn't get to within four. And, and just really quick, let me just say this about Jamal Adams, okay? Because we watched him play last night, and he makes a lot of plays at the line of scrimmage in the backfield. He's very active. He is a really good box safety. But that's what he does. Okay, how many times did you see him rush? And what did the Patriots do? They waited for him to vacate the area that he was, and it was a quick pass into the flat to a linebacker because he's going to come in. He he always lets you know when he is blitzing, right? He can't disguise it. He's coming, he's coming, so we know we're going to run a running back or a tight end of the flat and into that vacated area. Also, how many times did you see him get beaten pass coverage? 397 yards the Seahawks gave up. And I know Quandre Diggs got thrown out, and that was a big deal beginning. Sure. But this was Cam The Patriots, I mean, really, you, you shouldn't have any wide receivers that are running free against the, against the Seahawks defense. And you gave, he, Cam Newton threw for 400 bleeping yards against them. And, and he got beat in coverage all night. But no one talks about that because he's always oh, very energetic and he's so good. Yeah, he's a really good box safety, but you watch him in coverage – you watch him that, and you see that, oh, man, boy, he really is a one-dimensional safety because well, he got beat repeatedly in coverage last night. Well, because it's just the opposite watching tonight. Jonathan Abrams, a hell, of a, a hell of a watch, a lot of fun. He just plays through to the point where I don't know that he's going to be on the field. I mean, he ran into the damn booger cam earlier <laughs> with Jamal Adams. He, you know what he's going to do. But in coverage, he was awful. Julian Edelman had the most yards in a game ever. He's got a pretty long, illustrious career. Uh, had his his career best, and and for what it's worth, you uh, fantasy football managers or whatever I'm supposed to call you, uh, you, uh, you whoever's running out of the slot against Seattle, you're gonna have a day. That's two weeks in a row. Uh, but back to the action at hand. Yeah, Jamal Adams. Uh, you, you look, buddy. He wasn't gonna help you. What what did we say? Even if you projected an extra half a win, that gets you to half a win at this point. Mm. 
I mean, I mean that's that's the truth. <laughs> I get you to. That's where I could just see way. that yeah. as as it rolled off my tongue. I, did, I didn't see that it coming, punched buddy. I you admit. in the face. I didn't see it. It was, it was a bolo punch. You had me going one way, and then so I was looking at that one fist, and the other one comes and hits me. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly, just like that. So there's your first big play. It was stunned the way they called it. Then there's this play that there's now a big controversy about whether or not the players actually knew the rules. <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys' huge 40-39 to win over the Falcons was made possible because of this play. For the onside kick, Zerline dribbles it to the left, hadn't gone 10 yards. Big scramble for it as it has gone 10 yards. Cowboys think they got it. I think they did. I mean, that's not even possible anymore, is it? Atlanta just let it roll and roll, and it went 10, and the Cowboys have the football. Horrible, horrible job by the Atlanta Falcons here on their onside receiving team. Cowboys Radio Network on the call. The Cowboys would, of course, get the game-winning field goal and a game, and they were getting drubbed 86 to nothing. They win 87-86, and all the controversy is now over whether or not the Falcons players knew the rules of the onside kick, something that was thrown out after the game. Head coach Dan Quinn said, no, of course the players knew you could touch the football before it went 10 yards because you watch the play as it unfolded. Falcons players watch the ball roll along the field because look, it was mesmerizing. The yeah, way it, it was. Fun. And because and, the Cowboys, of course, can't touch it till it goes 10 yards, but Falcons players can touch it whenever they want to. And earlier today, Arthur Blank, Falcons owner, said, I don't really know that they knew the rules either now i watched this play a ton of times and and this is something that it's not they didn't know the rules and but i'll tell you exactly why this happened and why none of the falcons touched the football okay this this is why it happened and dan quinn alluded to it a little bit of it number one you're not on the you're not on a special teams unit in the national football if you don't know the rules all right this is still the nfl this is still you have to you, of course you could touch it to everybody knows they go over stuff special teams this is not where oh crap I thought everybody knew that rule. No, no, no. Everybody knows. Everybody knows at this point in the NFL what the rule is for that you can touch the ball here, come up and grab it. Now, what you saw was this ball get kicked, and then it started to roll along the along the 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 ten yards it was supposed to go, and it started to roll like it was going to roll out of bounds. And what happened was you have players, and many of them, their first job is to block. Right, It's the first wave of players is to block the players from coming and the players come in from behind and grab the football. And when one of the players starts standing near the ball and watching it roll like they're going to watch it roll out of bounds, in the heat of the moment, because this happened, look, even I remember it happening to me in high school uh, and, and seeing it happen. When you see one player doing something, even though you know what the right thing is, there's something that hits in your mind that says, oh, I gotta, we, 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 don't touch it, let it go out of bounds. Don't touch it and watch it go. It's, it was like, it's like watching a, a first baseman or a third baseman. Instead of picking up a ball, nope, it's going to roll foul, and I'm going to wait till it rolls foul. That's kind of what it was. And when one player started doing it, all the Falcons did it. They started watching, okay, we don't need to do anything. This ball is just going to roll out of bounds. And when it didn't, and it got, to the, it got to 10 yards, and the Cowboys went after it. Then the Falcons went after it, and they tried to jump on it, and it was too late. Now, obviously, the Falcons needed to come forward and jump on the football, and they could have, but they didn't. But watching the way that went out, if the ball isn't going 
looks like it's going to go out of bounds. And the Falcons players said, okay, we don't need to touch it. We don't need to turn this into a 50-50 play. We can just watch it going to go out of bounds. That was their mistake because once they did that, they all got passive and they, and they stepped back and they lost their aggressiveness of getting the football. So it's a couple of players that, that know we got to block first, but then they know they got to jump on the football. But that's what I would say it was. It was they, they, you know, the, they, one player made a bad call to watch it go and everybody kind of fell in line with, okay, don't touch it, let it go out of bounds. Of course, it didn't bounce out of bounds and it went past the 10 yards and the Cowboys jumped on it. So that's more what I saw. It certainly looks like they didn't know the rule. They didn't know that it could go 10 yards, but clearly this was a play that, that that's what seeing it break down that way, that's kind of what I saw out of it from the, from the Atlanta fans. So, yeah, completely their fault, but that's kind of how I saw it. Down distance and knowing where you are relative to the sideline. You had a full human body, right? And that's a normal NFL human body, which means everybody's six feet tall. Or, or are taller in most, like, the majority. I mean, the average has got to be over six feet, which means that ball's not getting to the sideline. So bad decision, bad play, and an extra bullet point when Arthur Blank fires Dan Quinn at some point during the season. That's what this said to me, because that collapse was inexcusable on a million levels. One of the uh, more pathetic halves of football. This rivals what your Jets put up. Mm. That's how badly the Falcons played with the big lead in tow. And, and that play in particular, one of those guys has got a man up and go get the ball. Mm. Standing around watching it spin. And I know it was mesmerizing. If it, it had was. multiple it colors, was. it would have been hypnotic. It was. Like you were in any number of television shows. And now you're a chicken. Best play, or what second best play of my high school football career, right? We're playing, I'm a sophomore. And, of course, me, I was one of the smart football players, you know, because I just was. And I was on the kickoff team. Like, I was on, I was on like, all the, all the kickoff special teams, you know, my, my, entire, my, my entire time. And I was one of the Hawks because I was a sure tackler. So I was either in to make the tackle on special teams or I was the, the safety guy. So I'm the Hawk on the kickoff team. And we're kicking off to start the game. And, you know, in high school, when you're playing JV, no one's kicking the ball, you know, through the end zone and it's going to be a touchback. So but what happens is our kicker, you know, kicks it and it, it lands like at about the 15 yard line and it starts bouncing towards the goal line. And I can see as I'm running in the the, the one guy back deep isn't going to touch the ball. He's going to watch it, hoping it's going to go to the end zone for a touchback. And I know that you can grab that football. And I'm going, please don't think you can pick. Don't listen to anybody yelling. Don't listen to anybody. Don't listen. Don't listen. And the ball is bouncing, and it's bouncing towards, and it gets down to inside the two-yard line. And I'm running, and I'm not the first guy there because people running down the middle got there first. And my teammates stopped, and were watching it. And I'm like, why are you – even if you think it's going to go to the end, down it. What, what are you doing? And I run, and, and, I'm, and there's like two guys there, and they're watching it go, and I just yell, fall on it. And I jump through the guys, and I jump on the football at the one-yard line, and the ref – and he points our football, and the crowd goes crazy. And I come off holding up the ball like I was Greg Beekert after Brady got sacked in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the mistake in the flakes. And I'm holding up the ball going, yeah, I'm coming off the field. I got it, I got it. And every 
everybody else is like, oh, my God, had, not, half my team didn't know, but this is junior varsity football. The other team, he had to yell at the the you know, the guy, the coach was screaming at his guy back deep, you got to pick up that football. We went in for a touchdown on the next play, and I was like, yeah, I was the man for like five minutes. I think we lost like 28-7. So, but that was it. I was a man for like five minutes. And and, and I, I just can't get over it. I thought about that yesterday going, I get you don't know the rules when you're in high school, you know, and you're a freshman, sophomore, high school, you're on this, but everybody knows the rules here. You know, everybody knows that this is how you have to do it, and sometimes you get caught up and mesmerized. And I, I watch guys on my team just watching the ball. It's like, you know to pick up the football? What is wrong with you? What I should have done was I should have got close to it and kind of just like, you know, let, let it go and let it go into and, and then picked it up and fallen into the end zone for a touchdown, and I would have had a touchdown. But I was a team guy, so I jumped on the football, and then we ran it in on the next play. Of course, I wasn't an offensive player, so I didn't get a chance to do that. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, that's all right. It's not your fault. No, but still made me think of that play. We playing, we were playing Canarsie, and they were, they were a good team, man. And I wanted to I make the play of the day right there. How about that? Uh, Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike gets swollen dome. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. Just under three minutes left to go. The Saints have made it a 31-24 game. Now the Raiders have the football. Can they kill the clock, or will the Saints get one more time to try to break this thing and send it to overtime. We got Jason Lock and Fora on the way. We have more big stories out of the National Football League. Keep it right here. This is Fox. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, it's supposed to be Killers Night tonight on the show, playing halftime at Monday Night Football, but apparently Alex Teichert got sick and tired of the Killers. So I'm going to play the same songs off my iPod playlist that I've been playing for the past. <laughs> they had like four good songs. They have more than four good Name songs. Name another one that I didn't play. You Did you play uh, You play Mr. Brightside? Yep. You played Read My Mind? Yep. Did you play Somebody Told Me? Uh, you had yep. a boyfriend who looked like... No, you didn't. That's a lie. Well, it's because it's not good. <laughs> Music critic Alex Teichert, the career of the Killers should have ended in 2009. Uh, you can so, play some B- Bill Murray songs. Star Wars. <laughs> it's Liam Gallagher's birthday. It's Alfonso Ribeiro, so you can play a bunch of Tom Jones. Faith sure. Hill's birthday. I mean, there's lots you could do here. Just a little bit of research. C minus. A lot of names over my head. Uh, that's okay. The people at Teichert doesn't even know because he's 27. It's okay. Uh, right now, just over a minute left to go in the fourth quarter. Raiders with the lead over the Saints, 31-24. We'll have more on this game as the final minute uh, goes through. But right now, joining us on the hotline, CBS Sports NFL insider extraordinaire, Jason Locke and Fora. What's happening, Jay? How are you, man? What's going on? How's everything uh, out there? I'm a Jets fan. How do you think it's going for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> Uh, what I don't even know what the what's is there a little catchy expression already for Lawrence? I don't know. Yeah, tank for uh, Trevor. Embrace the suck. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. tank for Trevor. That's that's more positive than embrace the suck. Yeah, but there's like no rhymey rhymey thing. That's a tough one. Like, oh yeah, no. Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of there's not a whole lot of alliteration. I mean, I guess tank for Trevor, but or win never for Trevor. You know, that could be one. I, you know what? That's that's probably. <laughs> That's about like as good as it's going to get. You should put that on a T-shirt, like right, like ASAP. Tell you what, get I'll have URL, a URL before I go to bed down. tonight, Jason. <laughs> yeah, right. I would end this interview right now and start trying to copyright that. Okay. Wait. <laughs> Listen, you guys got to make some kind of money on this. So win never for Trevor. Uh, yeah, no, well, I don't, I don't know what to do. It works even once he becomes the quarterback. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, an 80-yard touchdown run to start the game, a 55-yard run on third and 31. I mean, it's clear they're going through the motions. They're not playing hard for Adam Gase. It's, if, they, if they said we're folding the rest of this season, I would say okay, because I don't know how I'm going to get through the next 15 weeks. Well, and I mean, the thing, like, these owners who don't really want to rebuild or don't want to house clean, right, who sit in their ivory tower and make, their excuses for why they do or don't do things will say, well, we need to, we need to protect the sanctity of the on field product. And we can't, we can't have a, you know, tear it down in season because people paid good money to go to these games. Well, guess what? Outside of Jerry's world and Ohio and Florida, nobody's paying to go to these games, you know, period. And certainly not right now at MetLife stadium. So, if you were ever going to like not care about um, to any great de- degree what the uh, ex- aesthetics look like from week to week, this would be the year to do it. So, <laughs> y- you know, get it out of your system. Have that one in 15, two or 14 when there's nobody, you know, to boo you or you don't have to worry about whether Fireman Ed is like boycotting you or he's back or he didn't like the way Sanchez was treated or, you know what I mean? You don't have to worry about any of that drama. Just get through the monotony, skull drudgery of this four month season and then wait for, you know, that beautiful specimen with the perfect hair from, from South Carolina to save the day. All right, deal. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually I'm talking to the patent office right now. And sell now. those that's, T-shirts that's in the meantime. That's yeah. right, yeah. <laughs> now, I'll, I'll have three designs for you in the morning, Smith. Win never for Trevor. I like, I'll like. i buy one, and I don't right. even have a dog in the fight. We well, just sold one. I really one. have to make it oh. pretty. I'll, I'll bedazzle yours, Jason. All right, so wait, no, so he's buying one. Okay, Perfect. they're $1,500 a piece, so we'll write you down for one. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, you got it. I'll, I'll sublet it out. I'll, I'll get a couple of dudes involved, and we'll each wear it once, and it'll only be 300 a piece. That's fine. <laughs> Nicely done. Nicely done. Yeah. It's like doing a card break. Uh, um, exactly. Split the cost as you go. All right, Monday Night Football coming down to the wire here. Yeah. Uh, Derek Carr, like he doesn't have to chuck the ball long uh, with great frequency. Short, intermediate works. They tried to cut off Josh Jacobs, and it didn't work. I'm more concerned on the other side of the ball. Yeah. Drew Brees to me, uh, I Not said right. it last week, Not I good. say it again. It ain't good. No. No, and in the last couple of seasons, it hasn't ended well, and it seemed like they've had to kind of shift their expectations and, and their hopes and sort of desires as an offense and, and kind of limit the scope down the stretch. And, you know, last week we all kind of got so caught up in the Brady first time and the, you know, pewter and creamsicle and all that that um, – it kind of obscured what was going on on the other side, which was the Saints' defense looked legit. And and I, and look, I, I'm shocked by both sides of what's happened here tonight. Because even without Michael Thomas, I'm like veteran quarterback. He's going to read the line. The Raiders' defense has looked god awful for years. He'll just throw the ball 15 times to you know Kamara. He'll throw the ball 10 times to Cook, the tight end, just little dink and dunks, you know, five and eight yard hitches. And they'll find a way to win this game. Not the case. Uh, people don't seem to believe, at least you look at the approach that, that the Raiders took, and I, I think other teams will probably be even more extreme with it, who have more talent on the defensive side of the ball than the Raiders have. Uh, they're going to dare Drew Brees to do anything downfield, and, and especially without Mike Thomas. And, and look, that's a high ankle. Like That might be another week or two. 
it's not going to be pretty. And even with Mike Thomas, I mean, he's more of a possession guy than he's somebody you're going to worry about 40, 50 yards downfield. I'm worried about the Saints. Um, I'm, I'm worried about Drew Brees. And I honestly feel like, and maybe this is a hot take, and maybe I'm just being a jackass, but I think if Jameis Winston plays this game, they probably win it. Because yeah, I don't believe my I guy. don't believe in the Raiders' defense at all. Like unless they somehow in the last four days just all of a sudden had light bulbs go on at like eight different positions at all three levels of the defense, I don't believe all of a sudden they can get a stop. They couldn't stop Carolina to save their life a week ago, and they haven't stopped anybody for years. Um, yeah, this is troubling for the Saints. And on the other side of the ball, I mean. He was playing pitch and catch with Waller, and nobody could intervene. I mean, Demario Davis a couple of times, but, I mean, by and large, they couldn't derail that train. And everybody pretty much knew where the ball was going. It was going to the rookie receiver from South Carolina, or it was going to Waller, or they were handing it off to Jacobs. Um, yeah, that's a rough outing for the Saints. And uh, it's it's early. I don't want to go too crazy, but, whew. I don't know if Drew Brees is up for this marathon. I, I just – anybody who takes as long as he took last year, you know what I mean, to say, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely coming back. Like when it takes you three, three and a half weeks, and you say I need a month, it's probably when you should hang it up. Jason Lock and Four with us here, Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Now, as far as the Raiders go, here they are, 2-0, and and if you like the dangers and, and the openness of a mid-level passing game where we're going to throw the ball <laughs> 10 or 12 yards down the field, yeah. hey, the Raiders are your team, Jay. Yeah, if you like passes to running backs and tight ends, they, they're going to they're gonna light your fire. They're going to have you bouncing off the walls, man. You're, you're going to be all about it. I mean, look, Carr is, a, you know, he, he seems to be all about that 70% completion percentage come hell or high water, but Jacobs is in a very effective back. And, and the crazy thing about this game is, you know, Incognito didn't practice all week, and I thought that would be a problem come tonight, and it was. And they're down to their third string right tackle. And you're looking at, you know, and I know Davenport's out on the other side, but you're looking at a pretty accomplished, pretty legitimate defense. You're looking at specimens like Rankins on the inside, um, you know, and 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 Cam on the outside. Jordan, did you hear Cam Jordan's name called all night? Because I I didn't. I mean, look, I I did run out, you know, at halftime to get a bottle of wine. Maybe I missed a play or two, but I didn't see a whole hell of a lot out of him. Um, you know, so that's why I keep going back to both sides of the ball. I don't know what's going on there. But, but if the Raiders have that kind of depth on their O-line to where Trent Brown and Incognito aren't even involved and they still road grade what I deem to be, at least what I thought to be a pretty good Saints defense, um, what has been a good Saints defense the last two or three years since they had that great draft class with Lattimore and those guys that turned it around, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe the Raiders are are more legitimate than you know I would have certainly thought twenty four hours ago or you know nine days ago before the season started. Jason Locken for our guest here, CBSSports.com, 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore. Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon here from the Mobile Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. You can find Jason on Twitter at Jason Locken for a, and So, Jason, last night we got ourselves an instant classic. Seattle mm. 
And New England, once again, it comes down to a yard, but the talk of the town is Cam Newton, and through two weeks, uh, the best money ever spent on a free agent quarterback. It's no money at all. We we talked about this a lot through the offseason, and I I don't know what some of these teams were thinking, you know? And and this isn't even Monday morning quarterbacking. Like you say, I'm I'm on the radio in Baltimore. All offseason, I'm like, you guys think RG3 is legit? Like, if Lamar went down for six weeks, you think RG3 would give them a fighting chance for three quarters of a game, much less five or six games? No, there's there's no way. So, you know, at that point, in, early in the offseason, you're thinking he's going to at least get legit backup money, like high-end backup money, like, you know, maybe seven to nine million. And then you start thinking, well, maybe five to seven million, and you're watching these deals come in and nobody getting anything, and, you know, Dalton signs for two million, and then you're like, well, okay, three to five million, somebody, Pittsburgh, right? Um, the Saints, now they go and get Jameis for, you know, a million. You're thinking Seattle, they could use a high-end backup. You start looking at these all these different teams, and none of them do it. Nobody pulls the trigger. Nobody's even all that interested. And then Belichick just waits it out and gets the guy at the end of June for $550,000 guaranteed. It's like, I mean, what planet are we on? Like, how does how does that happen? Like, how how is he able to get him that cheap? And there's no provision precluding him from tagging him and keeping him. You know, and squatting on them for another year. Like, even if they tag them next year and people are like, well, you know, that's going to be a lot of money. Well, they're clearing all this money off their books. They're paying them literally a million dollars this year. So you add a million to even if the tag next year is 39 or 40, that's still two years of Cam Newton for 40 million bucks. They're going to win a lot of games in the, in the interim. And guess what? That's a two-year average of 20 million a year. That's, that's – Philip Rivers is making that, and he's, you know – at the end, I, I mean, people talked about this guy like he was broken, good, done, you know, worn out, throw him out, chuck him, he's over. He's like 30 years old. Like, I mean, I just, I, the whole thing blows my mind. I'm like, I, I, I've been watching something else. Like, I get it. He had a little deal with his foot. The shoulder's been healed for a while. Like, it, it was clear that he was going to be able to pass a physical. It's amazing, but... With McDaniels and with Belichick, he was going to unlock their everything about their run game, and he has. Everything about their run game is better than it was a year ago just by his very presence alone. And if you saw what he did the, the seven or eight games with North Turner before he, he got hurt and this whole injury cycle started, his yes, could he do some things fundamentally even better now? Sure. But he was slinging the ball better than he ever had. And the guy's been an MVP, and he's a warrior, and he's a competitor. And you can go back to peewee, middle school, high school, junior college, college, pros. He's a winner. I don't know, man. It's crazy to me, but <laughs> hey, hats off to Belichick. Oh, the hoodie wins again. I'm sure he's eating a foot long right now just thinking about next week's game plan, saying, I can't wait to show these jackasses, you know, how they <laughs> they let me beat them again. I mean, Godspeed. I don't know if it's tuna. I don't know, whatever. DMT, but... 
You can crazy. follow him on Twitter at uh, five dollar foot long at that's at, at five dollar foot long. <laughs> Jason Lockenfora is at Jason Lockenfora, CBS Sports NFL Insider. Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it. Maybe one of these weeks we'll talk after Syracuse wins on Saturday. Uh yeah, sure, sounds good. <laughs> Plus twenty one this week, though. Jason. I have a whole lot of faith. <laughs> See you, buddy. Thanks, have guys. Fun. Later. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray, rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here. 
both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. AutoZone is America's number one battery destination. No matter what battery problems you're dealing with, you can find your battery solution at AutoZone. AutoZone offers free battery testing so that you don't spend money on something you don't actually need. AutoZone offers free battery charging if you're simply in need of a fresh charge. AutoZone has more ways for you to shop for your battery needs, like same-day pickup, in-store, or curbside. Next time you're having starting trouble, start at AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. So the game is in the books. The Raiders hold off the Saints. They win on Monday Night Football, opening up the Death Star uh, in style, 34-24. And, you know, we joke around a little bit with Jason Lock and Four about the Raiders' mid-level passing attack. And look, this is what John Gruden likes. This is what Derek Carr does really well, completing a high percentage of his passes, not throwing the ball all the way downfield, utilizing a lot of receivers, a lot of sure-handed receivers, receivers you're not seeing a lot of guys with a bunch of targets and not a lot of catches no he is spreading the ball around really really well and look he used he completed passes to 11 different receivers tonight Waller had the big game with 12 catches for 103 and you combine this with a rushing game usually Jacobs is really good tonight he was okay but it was about the passing game tonight and controlling the football and suddenly after two weeks I can look at the Raiders and say oh this is a playoff team they look like there's definitely the haves and the have-nots in the AFC, and there are eight teams that I can say they look pretty good, and the other eight I could say, boy, they got problems, and the Raiders are in that top half, and clearly the rest of the AFC West is going to have issues if the Chargers are going to stick with Tyrod Taylor, Broncos are going to be without Drew Locke, certainly the Raiders are the second-best team in that division, but look elsewhere, it's, you know, it's the Bills and the Patriots, it's the Ravens and the Steelers, it's the Titans, and maybe the Colts? And that's it. I mean, those are your teams that look like, hey, we got it going on right now. If After two weeks, I look and I would say, okay, Raiders look like a playoff team. I like the balance, right? Uh, first quarter looked nothing like the rest of the game. I mean, you saw domination of time of possession, chunk yardage. Again, short and intermediate passes and, and chunks on the ground, but the – Saints jump out to a 10 nothing lead, and it's like, all right, are the Raiders even going to get up? Did uh, going to Las Vegas bite them in the uh, in the behind? But instead, they flipped the script, and I really want to know what New Orleans was trying to do against Darren Waller because it's not like he was catching balls where he was contested. He was wide open all night long. You know, the touchdown play was a nice play action where he sneaked off the right side of the line and in a little bit of a roll by Carr, and he's all by himself. But 12 catches on 16 targets, 103 and one. He's your he's your one. He's your two. He's your three. <laughs> I mean, he's it. Yeah. You know, Brian Edwards had a couple of catches. Our guy Hunter Renfro had three for 37. You had a nice catch by Zay Jones for the touchdown, and they did the hand sanitizer celebration. That was all fine and good. The only guy that matters to cover is Waller. It's like watching the Saints last year. It was like boxing one Michael Thomas and make Drew Brees find somebody else. Likewise here, Waller's their only true weapon every down. So why are defenses not 
covering him. Lattimore should have been hanging out with him. Forget the wide receivers. Lock him up. But, look, can't fault a good strategy for the Raiders. They get good balance, even though it's only 3.3 yards per carry. Jacobs, 27 carries, gets it done. I was a little concerned because he did limp off at one point. Missed a play or two, came back on. You had the big run from Jalen Richard, uh, who made up for an earlier fumble that opened the door for the Saints. But Drew Brees had no power to kick it in, certainly not pushing the ball downfield. 312, a very quiet 312, 9 for 95 for Alvin Kamara. Dunk it out. And pray for Yak, baby. <laughs> Twitter at How About a Fresca. Mike at Swollen Dome. The Jason Smiths here with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. The Raiders, they're clearly one of the upper echelon teams in the AFC right now. There's another reason why I like what they're doing so far after two weeks. But, oh, boy, the problems that could be lurking for the Saints. My goodness. We have all that and more coming up next. we got more on the Jets, the Cowboys, Cam Newton. Keep it right here. Jason and Mike, you're listening to Fox Sports Radio. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.